Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I'm your host, Maddie Hamela, and this is It's Murder Time. Today, happy Friday, by the way, friends. Today, we're going to talk about John Wayne Gacy. We're going to get dive into part two of John Wayne Gacy. Uh, if you missed part one, go back and check it out. Uh, you can get a sense of his early life. Um, that one's not as hard to listen to if you do want to still know about it, but don't want to hear about all the murder stuff and, and the rape and the bad stuff. Um, that's a good one to go listen to. Uh, it'll give you a little insight into his early life. And I do talk about some of his crimes, although uh, I don't really mention many of them. Uh, two things I wanted to add before I dive super deep into this. Uh, one, I mentioned that he was in a clown group, but I believe I forgot to mention the name. It's called the Jolly Joker. And I just really had to include that because that is uh, fabulous. Um, and then I also mentioned on the last episode uh, in the early 1970s, uh, about a sex the remember the sexual assault that happened in 1968 he got arrested two years later was out on parole surprise surprise another teenage boy says he did it and but the charges were dropped well the charges were dropped because the boy didn't appear during trial and i just wanted to clarify that because i the way i the way i said it sort of made it I don't know, it made a little off uh, or not super clear. So I just wanted to be really clear about that. Um, and without further ado, let's dive in. Uh, before we dive in real quick, just let me sneak this in there. Uh, follow us at It's Murder Time Podcast on Instagram and shoot us an email with suggestions or comments that you got at itsmurdertime at gmail.com. All right. Are you guys ready for this? Because I don't know if I'm ready for this. Whew. Well, let's get to it. All right. Welcome back, ladies and gents. Uh, you know, without further ado, let's just dive right into it. Uh, I'm going to warn you. This one is going to be a lot. There are 33 victims, and yes, I'm going through every single one of them, because they all deserve to have their name heard. And for some of the people I will cover, it won't make sense to do all of them. But I think, I think, I, I kind of identify with some of these victims. So we're going through all of them, guys. Um, so... First, I want to let you know that he was arrested December 21st, 1978, and he was starting to be investigated on December 13th, and I just want you to keep that in mind solely because it confused the heck out of me why some of these people had, uh, some of these guys had uh, things identified from the, uh, identified as belonging to them earlier than he was arrested, but he starts they start the investigation into him on December 13th and he's arrested December 21st. So timeline. So his first victim, we're going all the way back to 1972. So his first victim is Timothy Jack McCoy. He was 16 years old. Now he had a bus layover in Chicago. I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, like I, I, it totally makes sense that that's a thing, but it just like, I don't know. I never thought about it. I guess I've never had to take a bus really often. 
like often enough to know that a bus layover is a thing. So cool. Yeah. A little bit of privilege showing here. <laughs> uh, but so he disappeared on January 3rd, 1972. Uh, Gacy confessed to picking him up and uh, at the bus, bus stop, taking him home stabbing him in the chest and the doctor at this time says uh that he stabbed him at least 10 times in the chest um and i i'll be honest with you guys you'll hear later during when we talk about the trial but each of these boys suffered horrific torture at the hands of this piece of shit um and i'm not going to tell you that every time i'm only going to tell you it once so that you know it because you don't need to hear it every single time so the second victim is still unidentified he is 14 to 28 years old he's a white male uh he disappeared anytime between january 3rd 1972 and january 31st 1975 he's between 56 and 511 uh if you know someone who fits that description who went missing in that time you should contact chicago police uh yeah uh sorry this is this is a really hard case for me guys this is a really hard case he's he's truly scum of the earth really just it really hits hard john butkovich 18 years old he was handsome he was a really handsome kid uh he went missing on july 31st 1975 uh as he went to gacy's from his house he had planned to demand his final paychecks because he had worked for gacy in the past uh he was ID'd on December 22nd, 1978. And you're going to hear that a lot. Uh, a lot of times you're going to hear that the last person they were seen with was Gacy, or they were supposed to go over to Gacy's house, or they were coming from Gacy's house, and uh, just never followed up on. Um, I don't know if I said this, but I'm going to say it. He was ID'd on December 22nd, 1978. Uh, the fourth victim is also unknown. He is 22 to 32 years old. He was uh, miss. He went missing between January 27th, 1976 and March 15th, 1977. He's between 5'7 and 5'11. Victim number five was Daryl Sampson, 19 years old. Now, there's not a whole lot known about his abduction and everything um he disappeared on april 6th 1976 and was id'd in november 1979 or march 1980 there were conflicting reports um so this one we're gonna kind of drop down in ages here uh samuel stapleton was 14 years old he was walking home from his sister's house which oh fuck man i I cannot imagine the dread and awful horror and guilt she must feel for that to be, I mean, ugh, how awful, but you know, here's the thing is someone is always going to be the last person to have seen them. Someone is always going to be the last person. And I know it's hard, but 
fuck, dude, that's still so shitty. Um, he disappeared on May 13th, 1976, and he was ID'd on November 14th, 1979. And it was partially because he had a bracelet, which uh, was found in Gacy's home. Um, and once they found the bracelet, of course, the family, family recognized it. And dental records confirmed it was him. Uh, Randall Reffitt, he was 15 years old. Uh, again, we don't know much about his activities before his disappearance on May 14th, 1976, which by the way is just one day after Samuel Stapleton, which just uh, 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 gaggy noises. Um, so he was ID'd through x-ray on April 11th, 1979. Victim number eight was Michael Bonin. He was 17 years old and Gacy kept his fishing license as a souvenir, and that's also something you'll see a lot, is he takes souvenirs, which is beyond disgusting and creepy to me. But also, thanks for making it really super easy to... Well, not super easy, but, like, making it a little easier to do th- to identify the victims by keeping souvenirs. Ugh, gross. I can't believe I just said that. Um... But he went missing on June 3rd, 1976, which is two days before my birthday, like, give or take a couple of years. <laughs> a couple. Uh, he was ID'd on January 6th, 1978. Victim number nine was William Carroll. He was 16 years old. Now, he was a troublemaker, and he disappeared June 13th, 1976. He, apparently he was just, doing dumb stuff with his friends. Um, well, he and a bunch of friends got in a car, drove off for the night because it was his older brother's birthday, which how awful is that? Uh, and he was not seen again. He was ID'd on March 17th, 1979. Victim number 10 is also unknown. He is 22 to 30 years old. He's a white male. He is between five foot two and five foot six, and he went missing June thirteenth to August sixth, nineteen seventy six. Number eleven was Jimmy Hackinson, sixteen years old. He went missing on August fifth, nineteen seventy six, and he had called um, his mom to say that he had arrived in Chicago safe and sound. And he was not heard from again. Um, his nephew, or uh, yeah, his nephew urged his uh, his brother and sister to supply DNA in 2017, and he was identified. Which, wow, like 40 years later, that's awful. But also, thank goodness he was identified. <laughs> um. Number 12 and number 13 are both unknown. Number 12 is a 17 to 21 year old between the heights of 5'11 to 6'2. Both are also white males. Both went missing between August 6th, 1976 and August 5th, 1976 and August 25th, respectively. Uh, these victim number 13 is also 5'8 to 6 foot. Sorry, that was really confusing. I just kind of jumped back and forth all of that. Eh, you can figure it out. Um, y'all are smart. Uh, and then victim number 14 was Rick Johnston, 17-year-old. Now, he had, he had got, his mom had dropped him off to go to a concert. Um, 
at a ballroom, which can we bring ballrooms back? Cause like, please, it, that sounds amazing. It sounds like the most ideal date night, honestly. Um, he went missing on August 6th, 1976. And he was ID'd on January 1st, 1979. Victim number 15 is William George Bundy, 19 years old. Also, no relation as far as I could find to uh, the biggest piece of shit, uh, Ted Bundy. Um, Which is just kind of an interesting little connection there. Uh, He was heading to a party in October 1976 and he had left his wallet behind which his parents thought were really weird was really weird um and of course he went missing around that time and he was id'd in 2011 um a bunch there's a lot of speculation that he worked for gacy uh i could not confirm it now, victims 16 and 17, and don't worry, after this, I'll give you a little palate cleanser. I'm not going to just, like, bombard you with 33 murder victims. Um, victims number 16 and 17, Michael Marino and Kenneth Parker. So, here's the thing. These two were close friends. Uh, Michael was 14 and Kenneth was 16. And they were really close friends and they went missing together. Um on October 24th, 1976. Uh, so they did find two bodies and they did ID them through dental records. Um, but it took them over a year and a half to ID them, which does make sense given that there are 33 victims. Um, but Michael's mom said that it wasn't her son years later. And Kenneth's mom said the same thing. Well, they exhumed Kenneth's body in 2016 and Michael's body in the year a year later, I think. Um, and Kenneth's mom and her attorney said that it did not match their DNA. So, it, meaning, sorry, I just bumped the mic. Uh, meaning that there was no familial DNA, meaning that Neither victim was related to um, Kenneth Parker's mother, uh, meaning neither of them were her son. Um, So let's pause real quick for a little palate cleanser. Um, A good palate cleanser is sorbet, crackers, and various herbs. Herbs like parsley and mint are very good palate cleansers, as well as water crackers, which are my favorite crackers, by the way. Um, Sorbet, if you're going to go sorbet, you should definitely go lemon. Uh, Lemon is the best sorbet. Fight me on it. Do you pronounce it sorbet or sherbet? Because I've always heard it different ways, and I kind of think they're two different things. But I'm not 100% sure if they're two different things. Anyways, if you know, DM us on Instagram at It's Murder Time or shoot us an email at It's Murder Time Podcast at gmail.com. I got it right that time, guys. Woo! Um, all right, well, we're a little over halfway, so let's keep going. So victim number 18 was Gregory Godzik, which, by the way, fabulous last name. Just really pulling out, like, all the royal stops right there. 
Um, he was 17 years old. Now, he did work for Gacy. Um, and he had left Gacy's house to go meet his girlfriend. He never showed. Um, surprise. Uh, that was on December 11th, 1976. Uh, later, um, his girlfriend went over to Gacy's house and grilled Gacy and said, like, yo, you know something. Which, yeah, he does. <laughs> he knows. He's aware. I'm sorry. I think you, like, murdered my boyfriend and, like, not cool. Sorry to uh, Gregory Godzik's girlfriend. Uh, gotta break it up a little bit. Gotta add a little humor in here sometimes, you know? Well, Gacy said, which, of course, we all know he tells the truth 100% of the time. Uh, Gacy said that she talked, that she had said, that Gregory had been talking about running away. So, of course, you know. You know what I was going to say. He was ID'd in January 1979, and Gacy, in the trial... Now, remember, Gregory works for Gacy. In the trial, Gacy claimed that he had dug his own grave unknowingly, and that he got an extreme amount of pleasure watching him dig his own grave, which is disgusting and makes me feel like I need to take another shower. Um, so victim number 19 is John Sizik, which is Sizik? Sizik. That's how you say it. John Sizik. Uh, he's 19 years old, and he actually comes into play during the trial um, because... Well, okay, first, he went missing January 20th, 1977, and was ID'd in January 1979. Um, December 15th, 1978, fast forward a little here to when he's being investigated, yeah, they pulled a search warrant, searched his house, fun fact, they find some souvenirs, no bodies, which, like, you stupid. They even mentioned, well, you know what, I'll get into that there. I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. I won't spoil it. It's It'll be fun. Uh, but Gacy kept a ring from John Sizik. Gosh, I got to say that right. John Sizik. It's a cool last name, too. I'm bummed I can't get it right. Um, so he kept a ring from John Sizik, uh, which was, one, used to identify him um, preliminarily, and, two, used to kick Gacy's ass in court. Uh, victim number 20 was John Prestige. Uh, he was 20 years old. He went to go find a work for a con. said he was, said he found work with a contractor and disappeared March 15th, 1977. Now here's the thing. That was when he was last seen alive. Um, there is no confirmed time on when he disappeared. Uh, he was ID'd through dental records in January 1979. Victim number 21 is also unknown. He is 17 to 21 years old, went missing March 15th, 1977 to July 5th, 1977. He's between 5'7 and 5'11 and is also a white male. Now, Matthew Bowman, 18 years old. There's not a whole lot known, but this one really got me. Um... He went missing July 5th, 1977, and he was reported missing by his sister. And I got a younger brother, and that, and he's 18 years old, and that, ugh, ugh, that's awful. 
that breaks my heart, guys. It breaks my heart. He was ID'd January 27th, 1979. Robert Gilroy, 18 years old. Now, here's an interesting one. He was the son of a Chicago police sergeant. Um, he went missing September 5th, 1977, said he was going out for his horseback lesson and didn't come back, didn't report him missing for a couple of weeks um, until September 27th, 1977, because they had thought that his horseback lesson um, might have been in Maryland. Uh which I guess he had some like special class that was in Maryland that he would go up to every once in a while. Um, they lived four blocks away from Gacy. And here's another tidbit. That horseback lesson he said he was going to, uh, he hadn't been going to it for weeks, according to his teachers. He had stopped going for weeks. Where was he? Where was he going during that time? And during all that time, he came back every time, normally, you know, nothing suspicious. But, well, he was ID'd January 6th, 1979. I can't, like, they lived four blocks away. They could never really find a link directly between Robert and Gacy, uh, but they lived four blocks away. So, yeah. Uh, victim number 24 was John Mowry, which is also a great last name. What is it with the, these last names? Uh, he was 19 years old, and he had spent 18 months with the Marines earlier that year. He had just gotten home, which... God. Fuck you, Gacy. Fuck you. I am really glad that you suffer. Because he does. So that'll make you feel a little bit better. He suffers. not Not near as much as he should. But he does suffer a little bit. Make you feel a little better. So he went missing September 25th, 1977. He told his family that he was going out for the night and never came home. He was ID'd on January 27th, 1979. Now, his family had... This family had so much shit, dude. Oh my gosh, this poor family. This poor mom and dad. So not only did John Mowry succumb to John Wayne Gacy, his sister had been murdered as well a couple years before. So his parents lost both kids. And that's awful. I don't know if that was the only two kids they had. I think it was. But God, how horrid. Victim number 25 was Russell Nelson. He was 21 or 22. Uh, I think he was like right on the cusp of his birthday. Um, so he was one of the first victims taken from outside of Chicago. He went missing October 17th, 1977 to call his mom and wish him, wish her happy birthday. Said he was excited about going to work for a contractor and was never heard from again. He was ID'd through dental records on January 6th, 1979. Victim number 26 was Robert Winch. He was 18 years old. He, so he had some stuff going on. He had run away from foster homes previously. 
but everything I found said that the new family that he was with in Chicago was great and he seemed to be adjusting to the move. Um, he went missing November 11th, 1977. Now, Robert had great fashion taste, clearly, because he had this awesome tiger eye belt buckle, um, which, of course, Gacy could not pass up taking it, you know, because it's the 70s and tiger eye belt buckles were the thing to be wearing. Um, he, Robert Winch was ID'd on September 12th, 1979. Victim number 27 was Tommy Bowling, 20 years old. He was a married father with a three-year-old son. He went missing November 18th, 1977. Now, no shame to his sister, because I know that at the time she was dealing with a lot. Her brother had gone missing. She didn't know what happened. But her sister... As after he goes missing, she goes to reporters and says that he had been doing drugs. He was a drug user. It was fairly frequent and all of that. Well, she was kind of trying to say maybe he just OD'd somewhere and we're not going to find him. Well... He was ID'd September 12th, 1979, via dental records and his wedding ring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, guys, stick with me. We only got a couple more. Victim number 28, David Talzma, 20 years old. Which, again, with the last names, guys, can y'all, like, can y'all be any cooler? I mean, like, dude. Think about this. Talzma Gacy. Talzma Gacy. Way cooler last name, David. I'm sorry. You had to die uh, by such a horrific man with such a horrific last name. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That was a weird joke. Um, so he went missing December 9th, 1977. And he, there again, there's not a whole lot known about his, the, the situations surrounding his uh, disappearance. He was ID'd November 16th, 1979 on his 21st birthday, which is just awful. Just, just awful. Really, really awful. Fuck that. Fuck that. Um, victim number 29, William Kindred, 19 years old. Now, his girlfriend reported him missing February 16th, 1978, and his girlfriend was friends with Gacy. Now, there's no evidence that he knew Gacy, but connections uh he was id'd may 21st 1979 timothy o'rourke which is i think how you say it was 20 years old he went missing on june 30th 1978 now he likes to frequent gay bars and unfortunately gacy also likes to frequent gay bars well but i'm ooh, that's the wrong sound for that that's the right sound. 
it didn't turn out well for Timothy, unfortunately. Um, here, this is this is some shit. All right, this is some shit. So up until this point, I have not told you where these bodies were found. I'm sure some of you know. All of the bodies up until Timothy O'Rourke. O'Rourke? O'Rourke. Sorry, that's a really hard name to say. O apostrophe R-O-U-R-K-E. O'Rourke. Anyways, um, all of the victims up until Timothy had been found in the crawl space inside of Gacy's house where he would hold parties and he would have his construction workers dig in and he would have people hang out and he'd have political rallies and political parties and shit. Yeah. While people were there with the bodies in the crawl space right there. Gross. Gross. Oh my God. I can't imagine going to a party that later. Oh my God. No, no, don't want to imagine it. No, thank you. Um, but he was found by a river dam and there were two more bodies less than three miles away. He was identified through fingerprints on June 30th, 1978. Um, he was found the same day. Fun fact. Uh, so this is a trigger warning. Um, Frank Langdon, 19 years old. Uh, he went missing November 4th, 1978. Gacy takes more souvenirs not specified souvenirs, which makes me really wonder what the fuck he took. Uh, I don't want to know, but I kind of do, but I don't, I don't want to know. Uh, his naked body was found in De Plains, in the De Plains, Des Plaines River. Um, yeah, wow, gross. Uh, he died of asphyxia after, and this is, this is the harsh one, guys, this is a harshie. After a pair of bikini briefs were stuffed down his throat, he died of asphyxia. Asphyxia. He was ID'd on November 12th, 1978, by his dad, dental records, and fingerprints. So his dad ID'd him. Ugh, giving me the chills. Um, victim number 32 was James Mazzara. Also, again, with the last names. Also, the last guy's name was Landon Gunn. Landon Gunn. So I said that wrong. Um, James Mazzara is 22 years old. He went by the nickname Mojo. Uh, on November 23rd, 1978, he was reported missing. Gacy said he dumped Mojo and called him by his nickname into the Des Plaines River. His cause of death was undetermined, and he was ID'd December 28th, 1978, through fingerprints. The last victim, Robert Priest, who is the main reason Gacy is caught, who is 15 years old. He had ended his shift at a pharmacy on December 11th, 1978. He talked to... he His mom was inside. He said, he, he said hey, I'm going to go talk to this guy about a construction job. Never seen again. On December 13th, 1978, they found a receipt roll of film belonging to a friend of his. Um, he was dumped in the Des Plaines River and ID'd on April 9th, 1979. Here's a little palate cleanser for you because holy shit, that was a lot. And that was not easy either, was it? 
no, I, I did not find that easy. Um, so here's a little palate cleanser. In Switzerland, it is illegal to own just one guinea pig because guinea pigs are not, are not meant to be solitary animals. They must have a partner. Otherwise, they get very, very depressed. So it is illegal in Switzerland to own only one guinea pig. And with that, let's get into his arrest. So I said a little bit of this earlier, but Robert's Robert Priest's, uh, the final victim, his abduction and murder basically led to Gacy's arrest. Uh, on December 13th, his home was searched. They had found tr- a bunch, a bunch of trophies and some other things, but like nothing they could hold him on. Obviously, officers noticed the smell. Uh, it was attributed to a clogged drain, which. Bro, I I have smelled a clogged drain before, and I can tell you it is it is not it is not the same. It's not the same, like at all. Like no, just they are not comparable. Um, but after that, he was placed on twenty four hour surveillance, and eventually, remember John Sizik with the cool last name I can't pronounce, his ring comes back and they're like, yo, this is another missing dude's ring. I'll betcha all these others are someone else's possessions he murdered. Who he murdered? Whom he murdered? Whom he murdered? Let's do it. Let's get him. Well, a more extensive search was conducted and... Lo and behold, the horror of finding 29 bodies in a crawl space. 29 fucking bodies. Do you realize how many that is? Have you ever had 29 people stand in a room? Like in a classroom. It's a classroom full of people, like a kindergarten or a, like a sixth grade classroom full of people. I don't know. I'm not in school anymore. Don't at me. Um, so let's shift over to his trial because his trial was pretty interesting. So he claimed to have bipolar disorder. And of course, the defense got a bunch of doctors to be like, yeah, totally. Uh, he claimed to have four personalities. He had one the contractor, two, the clown, three, the politician, and four, Bad Jack, whom he said was a policeman. Um, You'll see exactly why all of this is bullshit right now. So he would say that Bad Jack did it all, that he was the one who stabbed certain victims and who strangled others and asphyxiated others. And he said all of this and he said that bad Jack hated gay people. And he thought that male prostitutes were weak and asking for it and a bunch of other disgusting bullshit. Um, couple of things. One, if you have bipolar disorder, you do not know generally that there are other personalities unless you've had psychiatric help, which 
I shall remind you, John Wayne Gacy has not had <laughs> up until this point right now. So there's reason number one why that's bullshit. Um, is they usually don't remember that there are other person. They don't. They don't know that there are other personalities. Much less for keynote number two. Much less remember all of the fucking details because theoretically this is a whole other person living inside of his head. If this is a whole, how do you how do you share their memories? That's because that's what bipolar disorder is saying is your personality split. Uh, don't quote me on any of this, but this is my understanding of it. Your personality splits. It can split into multiple. Um, but generally, each personality, uh, the core personality does not remember or know that there are other personalities. However, the other personalities may and generally are aware of the core personality. Um, so here's a little... Uh, We'll get away from that because obviously they were like, nah, because <laughs> they were trying to go for the insanity defense. So eh, whatever doesn't work. Just so you know, it doesn't work. Um, so some of Gacy's earlier victims, some of the ones that survived that we had talked about earlier, um, they got on the stand and they sat there and they told about what, horrors they experienced and with some of them he would laugh at them as they were on the stand some of them he'd just coldly stare or some of them he'd ignore them completely um and at one point during cross-examination which i don't care who the fuck you are as a defense attorney, I don't care what your reason is. If you ever make a witness vomit on the stand because of the horrors they endured and you're making them relive it over and over and over again and you're just hammering it home, you're a piece of shit, okay? And if you can't tell by the sound of my voice, that's what happened here. One of the one of Gacy's previous victims vomited on the stand after an extremely intense cross-examination regarding the torture he suffered. That's disgusting. I don't care. You can sue me for defamation. You're an asshole. That is a dick move there. I don't care if that's your job. That's, that's, that, your job is not to make your, one of the victims vomit on the fucking stand. Your job is to get your client off, not make a fucking victim vomit as you make him relive one of the mo most traumatic and disgusting experiences visited upon him, forced upon him, by one of the world's most prolific serial killers of all time. Nah, dude. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. Uh-uh. We support none of that bullshit in this house. Mm-mm. Well, talking about shit we don't support, uh, Gacy. <laughs> That's kind of the end of the sentence, but it's not. Uh... <laughs> Gacy had tried to get the judge to declare mistrial for a bunch of different reasons. He was like, they weren't allowing me on the witness stand. I didn't have proper representation. They wouldn't let me do this. They wouldn't let me do that. I can't do this. It's a bunch of whiny bullshit. Uh, judge basically comes back and is like, um, you can request to get up on the stand whenever you want. You just have to let a judge know. That's it. 
So you're the only one doing that. As for the other stuff, it's bullshit. You can't do that because you're going to go to fucking jail. Like, because you're in trial. Like, what? <laughs> um, well, some good news. Uh, the jury deliberated for less than two hours and came back with 33 guilty charges of murder. First degree murder. And several other charges for uh sexual rapes and a bunch of other sexual stuff that I didn't write down because the 33 guilty charges of first degree murder kind of stuck out. Um but now came time for his sentencing, right? Well, our handy dandy jury of whom I have the highest respect for came back again in less than 2 hours and sentenced him to death. Get fucking wrecked, Gacy. You deserve to die horrendously. And he sort of does, as you'll see. So let's talk about his time on death row. So he did a number of interviews from 1979 and to 1981. Um, and before you go, oh my gosh, he's just doing it to get famous. Uh, some of those interviews later did help ID his first victim, Timothy Jack McCoy, um, because of what he said and what he alluded to in those tapes. They, they were able to identify his first victim. Um, there was a time when Gacy was stabbed by a fellow inmate. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, you go. I don't even think that that inmate should be punished for the stabbing. Um, he didn't die, boo. Uh, but that was in 1983. And then he, during this whole time on death row, he tried so, so hard to get any appeals. Every last one of them was denied. Denied. Nope. Because you know what? SWAT team never sleeps. Oh yeah, we're bringing that back. You thought it was gone? It's not. Um, so his last meal, which makes me want to order food now, but he got KFC. He got a bucket of chicken. He got a dozen fried shrimp, french fries, fresh strawberries, and a Diet Coke. Which I think they should have just given him sludge and been like, fucking be happy with it. Well, here's a fun fact about his death. Um, so, lethal injection. Basically what happens is the chemicals go into your bloodstream, slows down all of your different uh, internal stuff. I don't, I don't know a whole lot about it, guys. Uh, basically, I do know that Gacy's went wrong. So... There is a possibility of the chemicals that go into your body during lethal injection. There is a possibility that they solidify. And, well, they solidified and clogged the IV tube. So they had to close the blinds, you know, the ones that are in front of the thing as people watch the execution. Um, they closed the blinds for, like, ten minutes. And then they finally opened it back up again and executed him. The whole process took 18 minutes. He took 18 minutes to die. Good. Fucking piece of shit. 
His final words were, kiss my ass, which makes me never want to say those words ever, ever again, ever. Uh, he died May 10th, 1994 at 12.58 a.m. to a crowd of happy people celebrating his death, which is so, so 90s. So 70s, 80s, 90s, for real, though. Um, and here's, here's I'll, I'll leave you with a really interesting fact that I found. Uh, Helen Morrison, who testified as a witness for the defense for Gacy, and uh, was also involved in some of those interviews, she has his brain. Yeah. His body was cremated, but they removed his brain, and she has his brain. That's weird. That's weird, right? Like, like she's, okay, I will say she's a forensic psycho- uh, psychiatrist, a writer, and a profiler. So, like, mm, a little more acceptable, but, like, also, you really want this guy's head? His 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 brain? Gross. Gross. Ew. Ew. Well, with that ugly, disgusting thought, um, I will leave you. And that was part two of John Wayne Gacy, the biggest piece of shit to ever walk this earth. Uh, follow us on Instagram at It's Murder Time. Follow, uh, shoot us an email if you have any suggestions for future episodes. I always welcome suggestions for future episodes at It's Murder Time Podcast at gmail.com. Well, it was murder time and now it's not. I'm your host, Maddie Hamela. Thanks for listening, guys.